folks. Welcome to episode two of Ice Cold Sports. This is your guy, Thomas Gann, TG, here with a very special guest. We meant to have him on the first episode, but he couldn't come on. But here's where he's here now, Noah Schieber. How you doing, Noah? Thank you, Tommy. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'm really glad to be on. You know, I've always loved your podcast, and um, I'm ready to get started, talk about some football, ice cold sports. Sounds good. Were you ever on the CFB show? I was not, unfortunately. You so you That was a great. The CFB show was great. It I, was I, classic, I but that. we've moved on. But <laughs> I'm happy that you are here now. This We're doing this over Zoom, so it makes it a little easier, I feel like. Yes, yeah. and I'm glad, glad to be on. All right. Let's start off Thursday night football. Uh, I think the game's not even over yet, but it's over, if that makes sense. It's just uh, about over. Yeah. Rams, oh, no, now it's over. 24, Rams 24, Patriots 3, total domination, and the Patriots are dead. All right? You know, I'm not quite ready to roll them out dead, but, I mean, let's yeah, just – At least this season. I, uh, this season, you know, they just benched Cam Newton at the end of this game. and But, you know, the Rams are a tough team. They're, they're really underrated, I think. The Rams could go far this year. Um, I think they're getting a little too much hype. Now, because I don't trust Jared Goff personally, I think they're getting too uh, not enough hype. That's an interesting take right there. Maybe mine's the interesting take, but whatever. It's funny that before this season, when we were talking about Cam Newton, some people were trying to say, "Oh, they can't." You know, Belichick added Cam Super Bowl. You know, here comes the Patriots. Who needs Brady? Well, I mean, and then I said, you know if this team could barely make the playoffs and lose in the first round with Brady, you know, you think Cam Newton, who's like not in the prime of his career anymore is going to be much better. Is going to bring this team anywhere that Brady couldn't. Well, he offers things that Brady doesn't. I know, but, but I, I, I understand what you're saying. And um, he's not an elite passer by any means. And that's what you need in a quarterback in this league. By no means. Zero so. means. People figured out how to defend him after uh, 2015, it's what I said about um, about Lamar Jackson last week, an episode which you did not listen to. Um, <laughs> Lamar Jackson, defense has figured him out. Let's not get ahead of ourselves on Lamar. Am I wrong? He's a special talent, and they might not be able to use him the same way that they did last year, but I, if anyone's going to bounce back, it's Lamar. And it's not even that he's having a bad season. They figured out how to defend Lamar. They've figured out for years now how to defend Cam. He is not the same player he was in 2015. I used to think he was very underrated coming to 2015. Since 2015, he's been very overrated, and that includes this year. I think the Rams will maybe win one or two playoff games. That's possible. Maybe even come back to the Super Bowl. But I really don't love them as much as some people are loving on them, and that's all. That's all. Let's go into the NFL weekend in general. First up, uh, Kansas City at Miami. My question for you is, how far can the Finns swim? So I was looking at Miami's schedule, and um, right now they're, what, 8-4, and four, right? Yeah. they coming up, and they're in the playoffs now, and I think they can hold on if, if um, they're about a game ahead of both the Raiders and ahead of the Ravens. Um, who are both on the bubble, but yeah. coming up, they're playing the Chiefs, who we can pretty much say that's probably 
likely going to be a loss for the Dolphins there. I think it'll be close. Seven and a half points seems very... Seven and a half, that's the spread. Seven and a half does seem a lot yes. um, for this Chiefs defense, which I did want to talk about, but just, let me just finish about the schedule. They play the Chiefs, the Pats, which even after this loss, they're still in the playoff bubble. The Raiders on the bubble. And then the Bills, who are fighting for seeding right now in the playoffs. So it's not that they have an easy schedule. But, you know, they did have big wins. They beat the Rams in week eight, 28-17. They beat the Cardinals. Um, but can they beat an AFC playoff team? You know, they lost to the Bills. They lost to the Pats. They lost to the Broncos. Um, not that the Broncos are a playoff team, but we'll Broncos, see. But I they, do like this. They can be tough. They, they're, I think they're back and forth. One week they'll be great, and one week – well, that's yeah. what I mean. It's not as embarrassing. Right? right. It's not an embarrassing loss. But um, but listen, this Dolphins defense is impressive. First in the league in third down percentage. What about Tua? Um, what about Tua? You like him? I, I like him. I do. It's always weird for me seeing a left-handed quarterback. If uh-huh. that makes sense. It always feels like they're going to throw a duck. Do you think Tua why. can do you think Tua can lead them? Do you think Tua can win a playoff game this year? I think it can. Yeah, I think this is a good team. Brian Flores has done a awesome job yeah. with the Dolphins in his two years as the head. Yeah, coach. this defense is great. They defense have great. Xavier Howard, league high eight interceptions right now. They can be dangerous on offense. I like to. Uh, I really do think they can. That they're a strong team. The Chiefs. You know, in this game, I don't think they win. I think they cover. We'll get that. It'll be a tough. It'll be a tough test this weekend because Miami's built strong defense strong running game you know miami doesn't really air it out that much all with tua uh, i just so know the chiefs had a city. last week with the broncos and that's all and that could kind of come back to haunt them this week with miami mm-hmm. so what um arizona at the giants and washington at san francisco who wins the and the um uh, the nfc east this is a tough one you know both of them have play a couple good teams a couple bad teams coming up um but um, the Giants on their, their streak that they've won four in a row, they haven't been playing great teams. You know, they've had solid defense, but they played Cincinnati without Joe Burrow. They yeah. played Philly with all their quarterback nonsense. They played Washington, who is not a power – it's not an amazing offense. So all this hype around the Giants' defense, I think I want to see them against a top team. You know, they play the Ravens Week 16 – they play the Cardinals this week coming up. I'd like to see how they do there. Um, what do you think? I think it's going to be end up being the Giants just because – mostly because they've won both those games that they've had this year against the against Washington. So Washington has had a – so they are at a marked disadvantage, really. I think both these teams are very similar. Head and head, you know, uh, obviously that game for Washington – on Monday was impressive mm-hmm. coming out. And I, I think most people who understood football knew it was going to be a close game with how well Washington has played. I love Alex Smith. Um, and I, I would not be surprised if they end up squeaking through just because I like the talent they have there more than what the Giants have, if that makes sense. I like Ron Rivera a lot as well. But the, the Giants having that advantage of having won both those games is what I think is going to put them over the top at the very end. Right, but I'm going to read you this Giants' upcoming schedule. What do you? How many games do you think they really win out of this? Ready? Yeah. Home against the Cardinals. I, they can win that. Okay. Home against the Browns. No, at the Browns win that. At the Ravens. They can win that. 
you're really picking the Giants to beat the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens aren't that good. I think you're Fraud seriously team. undervaluing Fraud the Ravens. team. 17, week 17. Say that again? Uh, at home, week 17, uh, NFC, so we seem to come down to week 17, so that'll be tough. Okay. Week 17, Cowboys, Giants. That's Yeah, they beat the Cowboys. Right. But Washington seems to have an easier path. They have the 49ers, um, Seahawks, which I'm going to go ahead and peg it as a loss, week 15. But then they played the Panthers and the Eagles. Um, so say they win three of these four. That sounds like a very – I think they could win four of four, honestly. So, yeah, I guess looking at the, 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 the schedule, I could see that Washington probably will come out on top. I'm just saying that I could see both – both these teams aren't perfect by any means. There's a reason why they would not be even close to a playoff team if they were almost any other division. Agreed. And they, you know, so it makes me think that they're going to be very, fairly similar down the stretch, even with the Giants having a slightly tougher schedule. But I do see where you're coming from with that. All right, let's, let's move on. Minnesota at Tampa Bay. Now, <laughs> Noah, you're a, big, you're a big Vikings guy. Let me just take a moment to – praise Kirk Cousins this season please don't the team started out one and five the last six weeks that Vikings have gone five and one he's had 15 touchdowns two interceptions and for the season he leads the NFL in fourth quarter passer rating at 136.4 I just want to say he won his first Monday night football game this year against your Bears Um, (laughs) incredible (laughs) you know the narrative around him is just so frustrating because he's a great he is a great quarterback. He's got a great arm. And, Mediocre. Um, me, the picture of mediocrity. Empty I stats. Just, I mean, they, they started one and five. I mean, they have a nice. I'm a Bears fan right now, people. With play with praise. Look, the Vikings have the have the have a top five offensive league. They can keep up with anyone. It's going to basically come down to Zimmer's defense. Um, he's got a lot of young guys. That's why they're kind of struggling this year. Um, they've had a couple guys opt out. They've traded a couple guys. Let a couple guys go. Um, coming up, they got Bucks, Bears, Saints, and Lions. So the Bears are done. Are... The Bears are done. You win that game by a <laughs> Again, none of those games are gimmies, but I think this offense keeps keeps them in every game. Okay. Um, I think they could probably make the playoffs. They are on a hot streak. They're looking good. I, I'm not going to shit talk them too much. I don't like Kirk Cousins. I just don't. I think he is a fraud quarterback, big time. I think everyone understands. You also think Lamar is a fraud. Everyone so. understands the fraud. Lamar is not. I didn't say the fraud. <laughs> I said yeah, Lamar is kind of a fraud. The Ravens are a fraud team for sure. I think the the Vikings can't be a fraud because people know who they are, but they're playing better. Dalvin Cook obviously creates an extremely strong running game, and Kirk playing better helps a lot. So I think they can sneak in. Yeah, for sure. I will say one thing to your point of um, not loving the Vikings. One thing that does concern me, they've only had one blowout win this year. Like, and I would consider maybe a blowout win, a win by 10, 10 or more. They've only, had, they've only won one. Not blowout. They've only won one game by double digits. So that does, that does concern that me a against? little bit. That was against the Lions. <laughs> I mean. But, you know, this offense can keep up with anyone. It's, it's up to the defense the at this Lions. point. Um, <laughs> Indianapolis at Las Vegas. Are the Colts real, and can the Raiders get to the postseason? You go first here. I, I, I think the Colts are real enough. And for a while, there they were very hot and cold. I didn't think much of them. But recently, I've started to warm to them a little more. 
Phil Rivers is playing better than I think most people thought he would. It's it's I, I like them. At the same time, the Raiders. Now that is a team that I think is as one of the hot, most hot and cold teams in the NFL, the Raiders, mm-hmm. because it feels like they come out one week and they are on top of the world. They beat the the they either come close to beating or they beat the Chiefs. They played two really good games against them this year, and then next week they come. You know, next thing you know, they come out and they barely, by the skin of their teeth, just barely beat the Jets. They took a miracle to beat the Jets. So very hot and cold. I don't think they make the playoffs. Rest in peace, Greg Williams. Rest in peace, Greg Williams. He took one for the team. That just seems why? Why (laughs) fire Greg Williams when you're not going to fire Adam Gase? There's a question for you. Every team needs a scapegoat, Tommy. Um, but I mean, it's all. I mean, it's over for Adam Gase, though. Yeah. Definitely. So I mean, the scapegoats. You don't need a scapegoat. But let me. The Colts. The Colts are. I think the Colts and the Raiders are the two most wishy-washy teams right now in the NFL. Um, I just think the Colts are a lot Colts. Okay, but this Colts lost to the Titans forty-five to twenty-six two weeks ago, and last week they only beat the Texans off of a fumbled snap in the red zone on the last second. Texas. So I, but to the Texans. So I, you know, they have beaten the Titans. They did beat the Packers, but I just want to see. This is a good game this week. Both teams, it is a good game. Yeah, they, both teams are either right at the end end of the bubble in the playoffs or in the hunt. So um, it's going to be a good game. Who do you? What's your prediction right there? What's the line? The line. Let me check right now. I'm pretty sure the Colts are favored. Um. If I were to – I think I like the Colts a lot more than you do. I really like the Colts a lot more than you do just because they've had those signature wins and they seem to have a little more consistency week to week. And also, you mentioned that, that the thing against the, the, the Texans. Yeah, the Texans aren't great. I'm not going to say they're, they're a great team, but they still can be dangerous at times with, you know, with Deshaun Watson there. It's not so crazy. They're not the Jets, you know. And then losing that way to the Titans. Titans are a team that I feel like at any week can lay an egg or can go off and kill you. So, Basically, in this season in the NFL, it's every team because limited practices, limited offseason, you know, teams come out. Well, any given Sunday. That's, that's been, right. that's been the, 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 yep. the thought process for a long time. Coles have a, are favored by three, which I think is about, accurate, about right. I think they could blow them out, honestly. I could see a couple running the morning wait. All right. Yeah. Um, then Pittsburgh at Buffalo. Can the Bills go all the way? I'll let you take this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. I do think they can go all the way. I don't think this is, there's a bit of a power vacuum this year in the NFL. I think the best team is still the Steelers, but at the same time, I don't think they're a great team. I said last week that they were a fraud 11 and 0 team. Not that they're a fraud team in general. Not that they are not a great team, uh-huh. but that they do not deserve to be 11 and 0. Okay. 11 and 0 is misleading. So I feel like the, the the Pittsburgh isn't a juggernaut. The Chiefs are great, but they can, you know, any given Sunday you can take them down. They're not invincible. The Bills, I love their defense. I love Josh Allen. Josh Allen is my guy. I am close to – I said last week as well that I would take Josh Allen over the next 10 years over Lamar Jackson. Um, <laughs> am I wrong? 
you're, you're, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say you're on there, but um, really? you got your own opinions. His style not, of football is much more confusing at the NFL level. I'm not, I am not anti Josh Allen. I really do think he's playing at a high level, but I mean, Lamar is a mediocre. Take him over Lamar. Is the NFL now? I'm not saying you can't run. Running can be important. It can make a dynamic offense. You know who Lamar likes to run sometimes? Arm, Josh Allen. <laughs> so I like the Bills a lot. What about you? I do like the Bills. Um, I think it's going to be obviously a great game. Like I said, I think Josh Allen had a lot of hype early season. It's kind of been dying down, but he's still playing at a great level. Um, do you think that they can go all the way? A fraud eleven and zero team. What? I don't think I don't. I gotta argue with your fraud eleven and zero team on the Steelers. Well, now eleven and one. For any team in the NFL to go eleven and one, that's. But you have to have certain things go your way. You have to, you know, understandable. It's like, but it's, it's not, not like that Patriots team. That they got to eleven and zero. It's not it's, like that Patriots team. Call them pure luck. They got to eleven and zero. It's and not even like that Patriots team a couple played, years ago, though. Even if they haven't played great teams, you're still playing in the NFL, and every game's hard. Unless you're I know, playing the Jets. but there are some times where teams are not. There are some times where teams just don't have. How do I put this? Some teams just get lucky an inordinate amount of times. It happens. You know, the odds say that it's bound to happen, and I think the Steelers have been that team now. I think that they're a gutty team. I think they can win a lot of games. I think they deserve to be, you know, a 12-win team, you know, at the end of the season. I think they deserve to be, you know, uh, possibly the number one seed overall. But I just, mm-hmm. I just don't think that they are exactly an 11-0 and caliber team. That's all. That's all. Okay. Okay. And you, you didn't get, I didn't get an answer on, do you think the Bills can go all the way? Um, no. No? Why don't I, I think. That they, they can they can get to the AFC championship, but I don't think they can. They're not going to beat the Chiefs. I really game, I but... think once the Steelers get into the playoffs, you know, Big Ben, he's got experience in the playoffs. I don't think they can beat the, the Steelers in the playoffs. Um, but you know, we'll see. Okay, Baltimore at Cleveland. Who gets further in the playoffs? Well, I know your answer. I want to hear your answer first. <laughs> Who gets further in playoffs? Um, I'm gonna go. You know, this is a this is a weird take here, but I'm probably gonna go Ravens. Um, they're two games behind Cleveland right now, so it's gonna be a tough road for them to get to the playoffs. It's not easy, but they have a pretty easy schedule. They got Browns, Jags, Giants, Bengals, and this is my thing about the Browns. They have not proven the ability to beat a playoff team. They did beat the Titans. We just talked about how the Titans were kind of a wishy-washy team. Yeah, they're not But in their three losses, they lost to the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Raiders. They were held to seven points or less. Like, you can't just – that offense, you you have to be able to perform against playoff teams. And I just don't see the Browns going far. I do see the Ravens going far. They're they're a dark horse. People seem to have forgot about them this year. I just they kind of fell under the radar. They're still seven and five, and they have an easy schedule coming up. I'm not saying the Browns are that good. They're not a really good team. They're eight and three is not really fair. What is it, nine and three now? 
nine and three is not a fair evaluation of how good they are all in all honesty. However, Baker Mayfield has stepped it up. They, they have been playing with a little more moxie. They're going to get the playoffs the first time in what? Everyone years. says that about Baker Mayfield. Oh, he plays with Moxie. That, that team playing with Moxie. The team is playing with All right, with let's see the first seven first, and then until they, they can earn this so-called Moxie here. Whatever. The point I'm trying to make here is I have not seen similar things. The, the, the Ravens, first of all, we know their struggles in the playoffs. I could see the Browns winning a first the round. The Ravens, the Super Bowl winning coach, John Harbaugh, struggles I'm talking about Lamar Jackson's Ravens. You know, the ones that have lost the first round last two years. Sorry. Do you not remember that? <laughs> I mean, we remember. I'm just. It's, they're not great in the playoffs. He, Lamar has not proven to me he can be a playoff quarterback. He's not proven much to me this season already. Defenses have already figured out how to defend them. Um, I, I, I think Cleveland could sneak out one in the wild card round. Agreed. Probably. So that's the only reason I say Cleveland. I don't know if Cleveland's a better team, but I think they might be a better playoff team, if that makes sense. All right. Uh, who, who's the, who are the Eagles playing this weekend? Just, just on top of that. Because I do have one other question about Jalen Hurts. Because they announced him as a starter. Eagles are playing the Saints this weekend. Ooh. What do you think about Jason Hill versus Jalen Hurts? <laughs> Jason Hill versus Jalen Hurts here. Hell of a match. Um, this is I, – I, as much as I hate the Saints, and if you're a Saints fan listening to this, I'm sorry, but I this is not even going to be close. No, I agree. Jalen Hurts is going to have some moments. Maybe in the first quarter it's going to be close. Maybe it could be 7-0 at the end of the first quarter Eagles, and then things are just going to – not, nothing against Jalen Hurts. It's just the Eagles are a mess right now. And I the like Saints him. actually are going to the playoffs. I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for. I agree. But I just the same, the Eagles are a mess. No, no, I, I, I get that. I do think it'll be a blowout probably. But my biggest thing is just that Hurt, coming out of college, everyone was talking about Hurts. He was just good in timing routes. He was good because he was in a certain offensive system. He struggled in that national championship. And people said he didn't really deserve to be an NFL quarterback. Do you know who else? Had some of those similar, um, similar criticisms. Lamar, Mahomes, and obviously he's not Mahomes, but I think he'd be a much better. You think he would be a serviceable NFL quarterback and a better quarterback. Let's let's, let's cut you off here before you start comparing Jalen Hurts to Mahomes. I didn't. I'm just saying <laughs> I'm not comparing him per se to Patrick Mahomes. What I'm saying is that people look at these things with timing routes and with college-style offenses and immediately count out players. Does that make sense? Yep. So I, I, I think Hurts can have a chance at being a the starter at least next season, maybe even longer if he plays well. And I don't like Wentz much. Wentz is not a quarterback. Wentz is, I said this last week as well. Wentz has had one of the weirdest careers of any NFL quarterback in memory because he had that good first year. Then he had that amazing second year. MVP caliber, yep. MVP caliber. Would have won it if it wasn't for him getting injured. Third year, he comes back in, is not great. And then Nick Foles leads him to the playoffs. And then since then, it's just not been. That was the set, yeah. You know what his career kind of reminds me of? Um, the Falcons, you know, at Super Bowl. 
Well, yeah, you know, the Falcons get to the Super Bowl and they suck. Carson Wentz gets to the Super Bowl as a bat as an injured. He, he didn't play. Yeah, game. he didn't play the game. No, I'm I'm just saying it, there's a, there's some similarities here. It's it's the same vibes that I'm getting. You know, something big happens and then your career kind of just yeah, getting getting this big opportunity to play in the Super Bowl in your second year, but you get injured before that. And Nick Foles comes in and just uh, dominates you. Right. You know, he, you know, with, with his play, wins an MVP, Super Bowl MVP. That, I mean, quarterbacks wait their entire lives to do something you, like You that. can't be happy if you're on the bench right, and you're Carson Wentz. Right? Yeah, exactly. So, I think Jalen Hurts could be good. Let's move on to college. Um, some good games this weekend. It's But one game that will not be happening this weekend is Ohio State-Michigan. Canceled. And you heard today um... – Big Ten change their policy on the final. That's smart. The conference championship game. What's your opinion on that? It makes me sad because I'm a big fan of Indiana. Big fan of Indiana. But I understand why. It makes sense. A lot of these games are not been Ohio State's fault that it gets, you know, that it gets postponed or canceled. Right, but are they going to get in the playoffs with six? Yeah, if they win, if they beat. Northwestern, they're going to be 6-0. and Is that enough to get into the playoffs? If Notre Dame beats Clemson, yes. You have teams out here that have played 10-11 games, and you're going to let Ohio State in after playing six games. But they are – don't tell me a lot of these games, these teams will not get blown out. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not arguing with that fact. I'm just – is it is – it, is it fair for fair, a team that I has six makes, wins to get in? I think it makes sense. It's not fair, but it's. I agree. I agree. I do agree with you in that. It makes sense. You know, Ohio State hasn't proved anything to be not dominant. Yeah, basically. And I mean, it sucks. I love, I love this move by Michigan though, because you know that there were some backroom conversations a couple weeks ago about stopping this game from happening. <laughs> Somewhere in the back of people's minds, they were thinking, "How do we get out of this Ohio State game?" Well, they got out of it. But did you hear that they're talking about an extension with Harbaugh? You know, next season is the last of his of his current contract. So I'd fire him this season. It's a it's a ten million dollar buyout if they want to fire him this season. I think they let him go one more season. I think he kind of got lucky here with COVID. I'm not saying that yeah. he got lucky with COVID, but for his career wise, he kind of got a, a, you don't a free a free pass here. Year. You know, he got a, he got a free pass this year. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I think they give him one more season, and if he's sucks, if Michigan is still anymore. underperforming again. I mean, how many years of underperformance are you going to take from him? It just it was funny is when this all started when he got hired, it felt like the culture was changing. It was a no excuses program. It was no longer there was any excuses for that for Michigan. It was going to be the Michigan of old. Uh, it was going to be the Ohio, uh, the Alabama of the Midwest. With with the Alabama, well, that's Ohio State, okay. but they were going to make their rivalry with Ohio State great again. It was going to be Woody yep. Hayes and Bo Schembechler, you know, those days back again. Instead, you have seen uh, Michigan have one really great year, which was 2016, and barely losing to Ohio State then. That was probably the closest they've ever been to being the team that Jim Harbaugh promised. 
And then since it's been a downward spiral where they get blown out every year by Ohio State. And if I were Michigan, my patience would be wearing thin, very, very thin with, with how he's been performing in a lot of these games. Maybe don't get rid of him now. You're right. Maybe he's a little bit too hot of a take to get rid of him right away. But I think he might be on the way out in the very near future. Does that make sense? Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. All right. Next up, uh, number 17, USC, and number 10, Miami. Who's on a better track? Uh, Manny Diaz and the Canes or Mac Brown in the Heels? And I'm talking about overall, not just this year, but going forward past the COVID year as programs. I'm hesitant to say Miami's back. They're not as a Gator fan and a Miami hater. Um, and I'm not ready for that yet. But they're not. They, they're not. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to say um, North Carolina's there, you know. I mean. They're closer. Why do you think that? Because I like Mac Brown a lot. I like the things he's done. Yeah, that game against Florida State was embarrassing. Yeah, they've had some a couple of games where you're just – shaking your head, but my, I feel like Miami has not proven as much as they, as North Carolina has. Agreed. They have not. But like, there's a reason Miami still only has one loss and they're not ranked in the top eight. Um, we're just, they're just, you, the, the, what's that, that term? The I factor. What? We can cut this part out, but what's that term that's like, um, no, no staying in. What did you just say? <laughs> the eye factor. The, oh, what's, the eye test. I'm, the eye test. The eye test. I, Miami does not pass that for me. Yeah, I can see that. What I like about UNC is just how quickly Mac Brown's turned things around. Yeah. That people doubted him so much coming into that job. But then it turned out he's just, he's still a master recruit. He's still a master uh, recruiter which he's proven so far. Yeah, he is a great recruiter. Great recruiter. I think my, he has some real advantages that Miami does not. Miami, the fact that they don't have an on-campus stadium, I think hurts them more than people think because you don't get that atmosphere that a college stadium gives you. They, have to, they play in the Dolphin Stadium, yeah, NFL Stadium, that's great. But it does not feel like you're playing, like compared to the old Orange Bowl from what I've seen, which was just a raucous – circus near the campus that felt like college football defined it does not feel like that maybe that's just me that's just a sidebar but i feel like the, the north carolina has an advantage because it feels like a real college experience in winning in north carolina it would feel more real i feel like than winning at miami and um random thought but the, the unc does have a deal with jordan brand whereas miami is with adidas so we'll let people infer that how they will. But I mean, if I were if I were somebody, I'd rather I'd rather sign with Jordan. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, you're biased because you you're a Florida fan who signed with. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I wish Should we talk about that game. Um, LSU at number six, Florida. What is Florida? How bad is this game going to be? <laughs> this is. 
I think this is going to I think Dan Mullen's gonna put the pressure on and keep the gas on the entire game. Last year's last year's game was even though it was 42 28 LSU, it was much, much closer than people think. It was a couple big plays LSU got from yeah. busts in the secondary that kind of broke the game open. But this game was close. And I think Mullen wants to prove, hey, look, we're back. We're we're Florida, we're for real. And again, trash for Heisman. Trash for Heisman. I expect him four, expect four touchdowns from Trash this weekend. At I'm, least. I'm a little worried that they're going to give it to Mac Jones because I see all these puns. It's, it's going to come down to the championship game. That's a good point. Uh, whoever wins. And what scares me is Florida's defense has just been so poor at times this year. They've shaped up at a times, couple but of times. It's shape, they ha- we have shaped up. Um, there are times where it, you shake your head a little bit, but for the most part, I mean, I think Grantham's done a good job adjusting to the second half of the season. I don't like Grantham. I think Grantham needs to go. We need to find someone who can really coach defense. I really don't like Grantham. I just don't. Personally. Personally. All right. Personally. You can t- say differently because I know you think differently. But personally. I I think he's getting a lot of hate. That's fair. Um, maybe, that's I'm, not, maybe I'm hating on him a little bit. He's getting a lot of hate more than he should be getting. Yeah. And plus, Coach O. Do you think Coach o, a, He had a – What Coach about o Coach O? No, Coach O is not a fraud. He's having one bad – season after, so after a oh. after a legendary season they had and now they're having a bad season one bad season I'll let really season down here for covid reasons great not covid reasons give me a break oh come on the football it, there's supposed to be a football factory getting that talent in year after year after year and developing it even if they're not great they're i'm not going to call coach o a fraud after one bad year no that's i'm not what, calling him a fraud I think that he deserves more credit than that. But I just think it's much more concerning than you're making it out to be. Tom, you need, a, you need to add a little um, sound effect here whenever the word fraud is said. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm, I'm saying fraud a lot this episode. I just <laughs> like the sound of it. I like just declaring fraud. You're a fraud. You're a fraud. It, it feels nice. All right, finally, Utah at number 21, Colorado, and then number 15, USC at UCLA. Could CU actually be denied a chance at the Pac-12 title? You know, I'm going to let you take these Pac-12 games because growing up in the South, also as an SEC student, SEC fan, no offense to Pac-12 fans, but I could not care less about Whatever, Pac-12 right whatever. Now. You can just <laughs> listen. As a Colorado fan, as a big Colorado fan, I'm not going to say. Sorry to interrupt. I'm not going to say I could care less about Pac-12, but I. I'm an SEC boy right now. I like the SEC a lot too. You know that. I'm a college football guy through and through. And I don't love the Pac-12. I wish CU was in the Big 12. But the fact that CU could go undefeated and not make the conference championship is so stupid. It is, And it would just be the cherry on top of all the incompetence you've seen out of the Pac-12 in the last few years. Especially considering that CU and USC were going to play. Then USC backed out because they had COVID problems. CU didn't have COVID problems, so CU gets punished because USC has COVID problems. To me, that does not seem fair, and it's not fair. Now, what I think might happen is, because they did you hear they canceled Oregon-Washington? Uh, okay. Canceled that game, and that game would have decided who wins the Pac-12 North. I think the conference might decide to just say, screw it with the divisions. And put it, make it Colorado USC next week. 
So say Colorado beats Utah, they're they'll be five and zero. You think yeah. that's enough to get? I mean, the Pac-12. I they're guess for the Pac-12 12. because nobody's been playing any games. The most games that anyone's played right now is five. The most games anyone will have played is six. At the end of this week. Well, what happened? Well, so the way they determine tiebreakers is how many games they've won. They've been played in division or won in division. And CU got screwed by the fact that Arizona State also canceled on them. Uh, they do have four wins. So does USC. But one of those wins is out of conference. The only Pac-12 out of conference game this season against San Diego State. Mm-hmm. So because of that, technically speaking, if they both finish 5-0, and USC gets in over Colorado. But I don't think they, if those are the two undefeated teams in the Pac-12, and they don't have them face off for the conference championship. I feel like that's terrible. That's terrible. I don't think it's gonna. If they both do win, then I think that's not gonna. That's just ends up happening. Now, if one of them wins and one of them loses, then I think they put they put on the normal Pac-12 championship game. Now I have a a scenario for you. A question for you about the Pac-12. Yes. Is there a way that is there a scenario for USC to get in the big no. the final four? No chance. Zero. People Even if they finish out are, six and zero. Oh. Listen, I hate USC. I'll be frank and honest. Hate them. And the attempt by the media to make it sound like they could possibly make the playoff is disgusting. It really is. It is a lot of bias, and it's a lot of trying to hype up a big. Are they a fraud for you? What? Are they a fraud? That's tough. I, I don't know if you can really say they're that good. They're not good enough to be considered. They're not like high enough up to be considered a fraud. I think they're it's just interesting to me that a 6-0 and Ohio State is almost guaranteed a spot in the playoffs and a 6-0 and USC is USC, out USC of the top 10. Both, okay, so we're basing a lot of that Ohio State stuff off the fact of how good they've been in the years past and how good they were last year and how much talent they brought back. USC has been the poster boy of mediocrity in the last couple of years. And it's been real bad. Clay Helton, I think, should have been fired after last year. I don't think he's a good head coach, honestly. I mean, how have the mighty have fallen that you go two years in a row at a program like USC at five and seven and you don't get canned? That is not great. I just, I look at all the teams that could make it in the playoff right now. And I don't see a scenario where you remove one block and USC slides in. I agree with block, you. I just was curious. And then another team slides in. You move to those two blocks. Well, then another team gets in. So, yeah. Um, let's move on. Then some different storylines. First of all, Coach K. Uh, he, he, decided, he, he canceled Duke's out-of-conference schedule. I did see that. Because, and he says that they shouldn't be playing college basketball right now. And he does it right after they lose to Illinois. I mean, that is, I can't decide if I respect that because of how <laughs> brazen that is, or if I think it's terrible because there's not enough hustle in the ridiculousness of that answer. That was too lazy of an answer because that is the most blatant, you know, like, front running being a team being getting upset that you aren't that good and then just blaming it on covid 
and just saying, we shouldn't even be playing this year anyway. It sounds like something I would say. It sounds like something if one of my teams he, lose. You that calling I'd Coach say, K a sore loser here? Playing this year because of COVID. Look, he's what? Coach K. He's basketball royalty. Look, he's, he's not – it's not smart to go against him. No, 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 no. I'm not saying he's not basketball royalty, and I'm not saying he's not an all-time great. I respect him in a lot of ways. What I'm saying is that this is just a redonkulous thing to say, and it's so blatant and brazen with how – It's a little rash to cancel all your out of conference games. Yeah. All right, folks. It's your favorite time of the week. TG's Quick Picks. Going to give you some nice picks for this upcoming weekend. Three college, three NFL – um, we have a video of this on TikTok at your guy TG, where I talk about this as well. But uh, let's let's get into it, folks. Uh, first of all, in college, Arkansas plus thirty-one and a half versus Alabama. I don't think it's gonna be a close game at all, but I think that Arkansas can, at the very least, keep it you know within thirty-one points. Like Arkansas, there, Oklahoma State at Baylor over forty-nine and a half. Oklahoma State has a really nice offense. I think Baylor's going to stay up with them, which means that they're going to need to match them scoring-wise. I think that that's going to push it over. Then Virginia, money line at Virginia Tech. Virginia's had a nice time these last couple games. Uh, Virginia Tech, not so much. They won last year against Virginia Tech. I like them to keep keep it going. Give me uh, Virginia. And then the NFL, Washington, plus 3.5 at San Francisco. San Francisco doesn't even have a home right now. They don't have a stadium. Washington, obviously, is on a hot streak, as you know. Um, I like Washington. Washington plus three and a half. Then Indianapolis, minus three at Las Vegas. Indy, they had a tough loss last week. I know against or the last game. But they. Um, I, I think that they're going to bounce back here. I don't like Vegas at all with how they played against the Raiders. Minus three, put in the bank. And finally, New Orleans at Philly, over 43. Jalen Hurts being there, I think, will invigorate the Philly offense a little bit. Taysom Hill, I think, is doing a pretty good job there in New Orleans. Give me the over. All right. Good episode. Well, what do you think about your first appearance on T- on um, uh, Ice Cold Sports? Thanks for having me, Tommy. It was great. Uh, I hope to be back soon. It's not an My answer. My first podcast experience. Not an answer. Ever. I asked you what? what you thought. I thought it was amazing. Thought it was amazing? Okay. Yes, it was great. And um, – Thanks for having me on, and I'm, I hope everyone will be watching Kyle Trask put on another Heisman performance this weekend. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you on well, be Tuesday. Uh, I'll see if we can get another guest. If no one wants to come back on, which he probably won't because I've been very annoying in this episode, he will come back on. But in any case. You're always annoying, but I tolerate it. Yes. Have a good one, folks, and thank you for listening to Ice Cold Sports.